Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast. This week, it's a post-NAM rundown. And we're going to be talking about all things NAM. Unfortunately, there are so many NAM things that we're not going to be able to fit it into one regular episode of the podcast. So we'll be continuing over on our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Get nerdy. Welcome to the post-NAM 2019 episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham. All my freaks, holler if you hear me. And Jay Cross. You already look like you're about to throw up. Ah, uh, yes. I am sick. Still. Yeah, that honestly, that looked like it took everything out of you. Uh, it, was, there, it was good. Joe's refusing to go to the doctor. So are there any doctors who listen to the podcast that want to meet Joe Branton? <laughs> I will. We could do it that way around. No, you, you're, instead of you going to the doctor, can we get a doctor to come to you, you wait, because no, they're no, no, a fan you, of the podcast? You have to be a top tier Patreon backer. I, yeah. I, only for a month if you want, but you've got to be a Patreon backer. You've got to pay for the privilege of maybe contracting whatever... Uh, uh, I don't Sick know. Is, is, is VD know airborne? Is. Can that be? Uh, who knows? I don't know how he's. Oh god! Uh, I don't know. It's gonna be fine. I'm gonna get well soon. Anyway, it's get well soon. Now. All right, all right, Hallmark. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get well soon. <laughs> anyway, this it's gonna look uh, really bad when he actually dies, and we're just laughing about it on the podcast. Uh, I could be dying. We don't know. Well, well, exactly. I haven't been to the doctor, so I have no idea. And it's been three weeks. Is oh, there I a doctor? Barely get out of bed at the is moment. Is there a doctor in the house? And if so, can you come and save Joe oh, Brandon? I reckon it's. I reckon it's uh, withdrawal symptoms from Gak. <sighs> withdrawal I, symptoms from not going to Nam. I haven't. I also haven't been drinking. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Maybe it's your body. You're like Lemmy. Couldn't stop. Oh, that's probably what it is. Lemmy sip over there. Yeah, Lemmy yeah. sip. I am drinking a lemon sip. Anyway, um, NAM 2019 has just finished. We've got one of the nerds back. Jay is. Uh, Jay has come back. Uh, but Matt Knight is still stuck over there. I am back. Yeah, I I saw Matt once uh, <laughs> the, in the entire time that I was there. Yeah. So I flew out on Sunday night. Uh, right. we, today is now 
Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah, so I flew out last Sunday, and uh, it was great. It, it was great. I, I I had a really good time. The the first part of the week was fantastic. Are we moving straight into this? Is that what you want me to do? Or realize I've sort of just yeah, hijacked just it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, got literally nothing to talk about. It is about. the okay, post Nam special, okay, so we fine. should be talking about Nam. Uh, so yeah, so I went. I flew out on the Sunday, and on the uh, so I think it was the Tuesday. I can't remember what I did on the Monday. I think we just basically recovered, uh, and then on the Tuesday went to went and did a tour of the Corona. Uh, factory again the again where, again yeah where I did it I did it we did we all did it together last year yeah uh, but this time we were able to go into the custom shop area which we weren't able to do last year because it was it was being remodeled it was right. being redesigned put, put yeah. together so you got to do that which was fantastic uh, met uh, met Ron Thorne who's one of the master builders he is uh, one of the, he's fairly new yeah he seemed to be flavor of the month i will admit to not having heard his name thrown around too much before but yeah the, so he he's the, a fairly new master builder and i think he maybe joined when they remodeled last year right. i think possibly Did he, is he one of the people that's like qualified from doing the team build stuff or is he like someone else no he's come from somewhere else no he has come he has come from and i'm not 100 percent sure on the backstory but my understanding is he has he was basically a uh a luthier of his own right and he joined fender as a master builder. building fender copies and you've cut him off of the past <laughs> yeah, by yeah, employing that's, that's him. It, yeah, yeah. um and uh he was i tell you what he was absolutely incredible really lovely like was quite surprised i think quite surprised that we knew who he was right um but i've been following him on instagram for a while and was really excited to see the guitars that he was made had made for the show it looks like he presented a really interesting custom shop yeah so there was there was the three well there, there was four main guitars that he put out uh and two of which i think were just absolutely incredible so the the first one of which he did two was a guitar that he has called the california special and it's a totally new shape basically something that he designed he he said that when he started making it he was like well this seems quite cool but was a bit worried that you know during the the production process someone would come over to him and say uh that's not a strat that's not stratatelli <laughs> what are you doing but it is kind of it's it's kind of a streamlined offsetish it's it's quite yeah. 80s in its shape it's that's, that sort of when they were trying to make guitars a little small a little more dinky that's right and and actually the thing that he was also worried about was the fact that the headstock wasn't uh you know exactly dead on but right. it's it actually it's it's quite like the venus uh headstock oh, cool. so that kind of like that kind of weird bigger oversized yeah exactly so it was um it was it was absolutely fantastic if you go to uh ron thorne's instagram page you'll probably find it there yeah i'm just trying to furiously googling because i did see a picture of it when you put it up but i just want to yeah so it also featured a speed stripe didn't it it had a speed stripe which i think there was two models there was one that did and then one that did not and the the that both look amazing so really interesting kind of pickup configuration on these so you've got the neck pickup in the same position that you would normally have it and the bridge pickup is in the same position that you'd normally have it and then the middle pickup is right down near the bridge pickup oh okay so it looks like basically someone's like split a humbucker but like physically split yeah. the two cores of the humbucker. That's so, right. That's so right. This, this looks like the sort of Prince guitar. Uh, it is that kind setup. of pickup configuration, yeah. And um, the the now, if I can remember correctly, the way that the the way that the pickup selection selector works is it goes neck, then um, oh my gosh, neck and then neck and middle. 
So like, no, it didn't do that. <laughs> that would be quite standard. It was a combination of some of the. It was, notes. but it was basically it was really weird because okay. it, it, it there definitely wasn't a neck middle position because right. it because the neck and the middle pickup are so far away from each other. How, what is the pickup sector? Is it three way? It was five. Oh, it's five. Yeah, it's okay. five. He said he did look at doing three, but it uh, sorry he did look at doing six, but when sort of switching through, you kind of get lost as yeah. to where you are. I mean, five is too many. I mean, yeah, of course, I agree. You just need one. Yeah. You just need one pickup. The bridge. That's. I agree. But, you know, I agree. That's... On a strat, I agree. Have uh, you? His Instagram page is absolutely amazing. It's incredible. It's so, abs- it's could so you tell good. the listeners what it is. Uh, yeah, Thorn underscore guitars. Uh, no, just Thorn guitars. Thorn guitars. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly the story behind this one on here, but it looks like. It's a Fender Custom Shop, but someone external, Van Customs. Yeah, so so this is one of the things that's really interesting about him, is he hooks up with um, artists. So this hasn't been painted by... I don't think this has been painted by uh, by uh, by the Fender uh, spray team. No, this it, is someone doing who specialises in metal flakes. Van, uh, Fury Metal Flake. Right, so that's that's the thing is he he hooks up with a lot of these people. Um, so one of the if you go back to his go back to his page, one of the other things that was on there is uh, this the woodblock telly. telly. Yeah, the woodblock telly. So he and I, I spoke to the artist because he was there and he said that uh, the artist is like a he's does a lot of this kind of. Um, uh, imprinting, like digging in, and he—it's he, like woodblock. Yeah, Ron Thorne met him at some like like metalwork convention or something. Okay, and was like, "Oh, look, I'm a big fan of this. I'm building a guitar. Do you want to be involved?" And what they did was, so this guy basically chiseled away uh, the um, on the uh, on the guitar to get this really elaborate looking finish. And then before they strung it up, before they actually completed the guitar, they then took a print of the uh, negative of the uh, of the guitar, so they put um, they put paint on it, right? Then put a piece of paper on it and literally took an imprint, like like you used to do at school with potatoes, right? Yeah, yeah? I believe oh, it was on that. the Fender Custom Shop Instagram is where I saw it. Yeah, they like roll over with kind of black paint and then put the paper on. And so and the, those the were both on display, both the guitar and the print were on display. Um, so that was really cool. The other one that. I think was just an absolutely incredible story is the Coronado that he did. Yep. So, um, what, Mark? You're looking at the guitar. What do you what what do you what do you think about the color of that Coronado? Well, it's like Antigua. Yes, it is. Uh, how, would you say it's different to any other sort of Antigua you've seen before? Yeah, it's like lighter. It doesn't really burst. Okay. So here's an interesting story for you. Okay. Ron Thorne was making that guitar. And in the custom shop, he said, look, I kind of, you know, I, I would like this to be Antigua, but I'm not really sure uh, how to paint Antigua. I've never done it before. You know, who, who should I ask? And they said, well, he still works here. <laughs> right. He, he still works here. Should we get him to do it? Mr. Antigua. The, and I can't remember his name. It's on Ron, it's on Ron Thorne's Instagram. But Is it Anne? The, Is it, it Mrs. Antigua? It's not Antigua, no. But the fella who invented the color Antigua still works. So that fella still works on the uh, on the, the in the spray booth, and they Amazing. just went. Would you would you mind just doing this as one off? As you came mixed <laughs> it up, and if you look at the guitar, it looks like no other Antigua I've ever seen. It's so lovely, and I, th- I, I honestly I reckon that modern Antiguas. They've just they've been based off of the old guitars, but the old guitars have like changed color. They you know they've gone maybe a bit greeny over time. Yeah. 
It looked amazing. And yeah, this, this fella mixed it up. He's been working for Fender for over 40 years. Uh, yeah, so um, it doesn't actually say his full name here. His name's Andrade. Right. And uh, he's entering or is in his fifth decade as paint mixer at Fender. Right. There you go. Wow. So yeah, absolutely amazing. So that was that was really, really cool. Get to talk to him. And, you know, we, we walked around and saw, saw a bunch of the others. And uh, yeah, re- really, really cool. That was a great trip. Um, and then on... Uh, on Wednesday, we had like had a load of work to do, so I was busy doing that. Then Thursday, which was the... Oh, and, and Wednesday evening was the custom shop event, which yeah. was... It's a w- dealer custom shop event. That's right, for, yeah. For, so, for listeners. So basically, there's something like 400 guitars are made especially for that. Right. And dealers can walk around and look at the guitars yeah. and see them in, in a way that you wouldn't normally get to see these guitars. Right. So there's loads of one-offs, loads of really wild stuff. So I sent you a picture of... Um, a load of uh, base sixes yeah. that were all oh. in a line, all in amazing colours. They looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the, it, it's an opportunity for the custom shop to kind of just go a little bit wild because dealers can see the guitars in person, whereas that sort of stuff wouldn't normally get specced up. Right. And it's it's a really incredible thing to be at just because of the, the sheer volume of the guitars and sheer bonkersness of how many uh, how many weird stuff how many like weird items there are there is it's really cool um and then on uh thursday was the first day of the show i was i didn't get to do anything i didn't see anything i was right. super busy in meetings all day um and then on friday i uh, it was very much the same super busy right towards the end of the day i had about 15 minutes uh, by myself and I decided right I'm gonna go and find Matt because I hadn't seen him I hadn't seen him all week so I thought right I'm gonna go go and go go down there and find him I went to the boss booth and it was just it was just so overwhelming every, every picture that Matt sent me uh, from Nam this year um, which was about three yeah <laughs> <laughs> in comparison to the hundred or so I got from you every picture of Matt was just him taking a picture of a huge crowd at the boss booth. Honestly, with him it was pinned at the back. It was a picture like, of him crying. I'm stuck here. It was so overwhelming. And what to make things worse, when I got to the booth, they were showing the video on the backdrop of the MS3, oh, uh, which of course is none other than me. Polymath. Polymoth. Polymoth. That's the name of that band, isn't yeah, it? Poly- Poly- Polymoth. She was on that. She was in the dandy, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Polo meth. <laughs> polo meth. Yeah, that's, that sounds a bit. Two things that you love. I love polos. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went down and saw Matt, and he looked absolutely creamed. So I kind of just went in, said hello, and then left because he looked like he was about to throw up on me. Um, just because he, he was, he said he was just so exhausted. He had been demoing all day. Yeah. Uh, with basically no relief. So I, you know, so I, I left him alone. Um, but then we actually did see each other on, on Saturday night, which was cool. Went and went to the, the kind of like bowling party that uh, Earthquake Devices and JHS put on. Uh, didn't have to carry so anyone out the, this year, uh, did you? I, di- I didn't actually, no, no. I didn't have didn't, to carry any, anybody. sort of crucifix position, no, carry them out. lots of people were, lo- it was, so that was the first time that I had really got a time to see the rest of the kind of podcast crew. So that's the pedal Builders Ball, you're referring to. Uh, the Pedal, Pedal Builders Summit. Summit, rather. I like um, saying ball. The bowling ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there was uh, the guys from 60 Cycle Hum were there and the Gear Slum and, uh, yeah, the Tone Jerks and... Uh, you can't the, forget anyone. I, well, uh, yeah, the thing, there was so many people there. I'm not gonna, uh, pardon me? Was Brian Wampler there? I didn't see Brian Wampler, but he might well have been there. Was Blake there? Blake was there. Blake was there. Yeah, of course. Oh, did you? I wasn't listening. I yeah. uh, don't think I did say time. Oh, okay. But yeah, the, the, uh, all the gang were there. 
Uh, I can't remember. All the US ones have the same name virtually. Yeah, it sixty the same. gear, uh, sixty gear slum, flipping flip. uh, jerk, yeah, mob, and they were all there, uh, and it was really cool. But yeah, everyone, believe it or not, and I hate to say this, but everyone was asking after you. Not you, Mark, but they no were all cares about me. They were all asking after you. Just you know, yep. com- completely flabbergasted that you're still alive. Yeah, after their one and only interaction with you being last year, where I drank two pints of spirits. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, everyone was asking after you. It was uh, it was very nice. Oh, Mainly wonderful. they were they were asking sort of how you manage it, how you how do you manage it? How, how after do I him? Man- yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, yes. Yeah. How do and what I said is I, I I just try and leave it to Mark because he cares more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. I just want him to go to the doctor. You know. <laughs> It's mainly so that we don't have to pay out anything as guitar nerds. It's like well, you exactly. know, yeah. limited liability Pension. company or whatever. Uh, well, no, maybe that's. Oh, that's yeah, good. If we yeah, kill him off, yeah. then split the money split three the pension, ways. Yeah, lovely. Uh, so, so that was really cool. Um, what else did I do? I met Pe- I met Perry Ormsby for the first time. Is it the first time? Yeah, it is. Wait, so, I don't understand. I didn't all, meet. We've I'd, all got a photo with him. I didn't see him last year. Because, really? So, so this is the thing. He was like, we we met last year, and I no, we didn't because when you guys all hung out. You were working. Um, I was working. Of course. Yeah, it was on the first day, I think, Mr. Yeah. Perry, and you were well busy. I was well busy. Yeah, but I tell you what, he, he said he he said the worst thing anybody's ever said to me. He was he was so rude to me, like to a point where I, I had to walk away. Because he said just as we just as we were leaving, he said, Oh, you're about inch an inch shorter than I thought you were. I was I was so upset. I, nobody has ever Accused you accused of me short. of being shorter than they yeah. expected me to be. I'm always, I'm, everyone's always like, "Oh crikey!" You're... So no, I'm kidding. It was, uh, it was really, really great to meet him, hang out, and uh, he had some great. He had some, he had some really great guitars. So he, uh, he went when I went over and, and said. I actually thought it was a bit less. Sorry, I totally no, 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 it's fine. You there, but I thought his lineup was a lot less gimmick driven this year because uh, he had because because of course what what they were uh, running on last year was the um what's that YouTuber's name. Jared Dines. Jared Dines. The Jared Dines eighteen string, and then yeah. there was the uh, um, the sort of flying K shaped guitar that was all uh, like uh, you know tech computery bits. Well, I mean, tech computery. Tech, bits. I don't know. What, I don't know what you call these. I, th- things. I think they've kind of. I think they've kind of found their niche within the within the the. The, that kind of world and you know the, the guitars that were there are I mean certainly not my bag but he he, he was like oh do you want to see some guitars that you're not going to like <laughs> and uh, and it, it was it was really cool but he went how about this one this one's pink and it was that amazing. was really nice just the bridge humbucker in the sort of uh, it, it was a fan fret seven string it was yes yeah, yeah. and it I had that that, that like really the the um, it was one of the hype models reverse headstock yeah with the shark yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. really nice so that, that was really cool and oh the sharks one that though no, that was something totally different that was also cool I've got a picture of that somewhere where is it he also announced two new signature artists, artists yes which is really cool yep who was it I can tell you, mate. Metal guys, <laughs> two metalers. It was, we don't know who they are. Uh, can has this one been announced, or did he tell me this in? See, well, no, yes, the, he, this is fine. Yeah, Dino Cazares. The problem with Perry is he messages us all his. I know, I know. And I, stuff, I'm not sure whether I'm like, is... I don't know if this is something I've read yes, or something I've been telling. Exactly, maybe, maybe exactly. We shouldn't say anything. So we might I, get in trouble. No, 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 no. It's fine. I've just, I've just googled this, and uh, it's there's a there's a press release about it. So he signed Dino Cazares from uh, Fifth Factory. Who previously was with Ibanez, yeah, uh, and also I think has his own um, his own guitar brand. 
No I think idea. Dino does. Yeah, I think there's maybe not maybe not maybe not guitars, maybe amp. I think that he does something of his own back. But I saw him walking around. Uh, I know was, for a while he was the face of the Ibanez Lo-Fi series or right, Lo-Fi okay. Seven pedal, right? Uh, okay, which is a classic. Um, but yeah, it was is great to finally meet Perry. Um, there were so many people who kind of you know you, you know through the internet and uh, inter- interact with through the podcast or through the group. And uh, yeah, it was it was really cool to really cool to to finally meet him. Yeah. Um, and then who, let's 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 do people that you met. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I bumped into Mike Matthews. Yeah. From Electro Harmonics. Stole some ideas for the new Fender pedals. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's absolute we're gonna hero. Make one compressor. Then we're gonna make <laughs> another compressor. And then we're gonna make. Another, Another compressor, <laughs> then a bass compressor, and then uh, a deluxe so, compressor. So that was that was really cool. Uh, meeting Mike Matthews, he had this huge cigar. Every it every just, photo from every day I've seen of him is just him with a more slightly more chewed up. Yeah, cigar. Surely, yeah. You can't, surely you can't smoke the cigar indoors. No, he wasn't smoking. He just, he just, just had it. Them. Just them. Yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bite it. I don't like it, as uh, Will Smith once said. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was cool. Uh, who else was there knocking about? I spent some time with uh, Dan Hawkins from The Darkness. Oh, really? Uh, so, yeah, so he was there with Marshall, and he's uh, good friends with uh, Matt, one of the guys that I work with. So we walked the floor with him for a bit. Uh, he he was one of the guests at the at last year's Birmingham Guitar Show. Is that oh, right? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But he, so uh, Dan was really really cool, really really nice bloke. We uh, yeah, we walked the floor with him for a bit, looking at all the weird kind of. Um, like uh, studio effects gear that I just don't really have any understanding of. Um, but he was there with Marshall because he was playing guitar. He was playing guitar, I think, twice a day, demoing their new studio yeah. range. I feel like we should maybe tie in some of the products just Ex- to make yeah, sure exactly, that we yeah. don't. That was that was well, that was yeah. what well, that was what I was subtly doing. I was going to say we're, we're going to go over the products. We've kind of got a list of things to talk about. Yeah. I just before we move on from uh, Dan Hawkins. Yeah. The picture that you took of him in front of the giant Ampeg stack. Yeah. Can we talk about the giant Ampeg stack? Yes. Oh. So, um, and it's the 50th anniversary of the SVT this year, and that in itself is mad. Yeah. That when SV- you think that it's still the best bass amp, totally. It's crazy. And it was made 50 years ago. That's outrageous. It's 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 mad. Why it's... has no one managed to make a better bass amp yet? Well, I mean, certainly nothing more iconic. Yeah. It's it's just, you know, it's absolutely crazy. So, um that they yeah, they were there with uh the 11 foot <laughs> cab. Yes. So, um what was in the cab? I think we were looking at it, and it was difficult to tell, but I think it was a 32 by 10. Oh, it wasn't like an 818 or something like that? No, it was 30, or maybe it was 18. 18 tens or 32 tens. 18 would make sense. Well, would it? Would it? Who how, knows? How many I mean, across was it? Uh, I don't know. Four, I think. Okay. Or, or maybe it was... I've got a picture somewhere. I, I don't know. I kind of got a little bit awestruck when it's in front of me. I was worried it was going to fall It's like fall the over. monolith from 2001. It really is. It really is just like that. But basically, to to really... So they had this thing on display um, in the Yamaha uh, centre, the Yamaha yeah. convention, basically, because yeah. they kind of have their own centre. Yeah, they, center. they hire out an entire hotel lobby and yeah. the rooms around it rather than having or as well as having areas in. yeah so so i went in there and saw uh saw the helix and so they had a pink helix on display they had, they had a load of new colors didn't yeah they? and they were it's such a shame they were limited edition for the 
for for Nam, I was like, you <laughs> literally do this. Like, oh, is that what it was? Ra- I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, you could win. You could win one. You could so win did, a color they, of your choice. I think, I think they yeah. did the same sort of thing last year with the shurikens. Right. Okay. That's why you had a load of shurikens. But they did loads of new colors on shuriken again this year. Uh, I think they also took a vote last year, so you right. could you could oh, put okay. a little That's piece cool. of paper in a box saying what your favorite color was, and they put the top three into production. Unfortunately. People are tasteless, so the uh, the best one didn't actually make it into production. I don't think. Right. Okay. Which is the cool lime green one from last year. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that one didn't make it into production. But um, so yeah, I went around there, saw all that stuff. But the uh, the big event that Yamaha were doing was they to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the SVT. They had um, maybe the most iconic bass player of all time, Derek Smalls from Spinal Tap, yes. come out and play uh, Big Bottom. Of course. Uh, and it was it was. It was advertised as, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to be this big thing with Derek Smalls. And I was like, okay, cool, this this will be fun. And basically what happened was Derek Smalls plugged into this just gigantic bass amp and then he got someone out, and I couldn't see who it was, someone out to sing, and then he played the bass line and <laughs> someone sang right. Big Bottom and everyone else was singing along and stuff. But the problem was, was... They weren't on a stage, so everyone was just uh, so could... everyone was just on the floor, and there was he's quite a small guy. There was like I don't know two hundred people or something there watching him, but they couldn't have had a stage because the ceiling was so low in the hotel lobby that they wouldn't have been able to get the amp onto the stage. Amazing. I saw that the the head itself was nearly touching. The oh ceiling. mate, it was it was bonkers. It had to be in the hotel lobby because they weren't able to get it through a door or anything. Like I, <laughs> it was it was. It only just fit. It Absolutely only just incredible. Fit. It was really, really funny. So, uh, so yeah, we did that, and then yeah, that, yeah, got this picture of of Dan in front of the uh, in front of the Ampeg, and I I got a picture of in front of there as well. It was it was it was really cool, like yeah. a really nice little bit of marketing, nice yeah, great. nice touch there to get people out photographing everything. Went into their into their room and had a look at. Uh, they had I can't remember the name of the series of, of guitars, but that we've talked about it before. These guitars that have got the acoustic guitars that have got like chorus and trans acoustic, yeah, trans chorus and re- reverb built in. Really weird. Yeah, I really like those guitars. So we got a chance to to really go and have a. Me and Matt had a chance to go and have a really in depth look at them last year when we were at Nam. And I really, I, A, I think they sound fantastic. It's the sort of idea that's really weird. And actually, I think they did quite well for us when they initially came out in our gear of the year. Yeah. But it, it's a weird idea that surprisingly works really well. And the new guitars in this range are really cool. Aren't they just doing classicals? Is that? They've, it's it's like a half classical, half not classical. I think it's like a steel strung classical right. looking. Okay. Interesting. I wonder if it needs to be steel strings for the things to work. I'm actually not 100% on that. That is okay. what someone said to me. Right. But that person isn't incredibly knowledgeable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. Well, like us. Yeah. So, yeah, fits in. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, saw that and um, and then ended up accidentally in the section where the like pianos and flutes and... Oh dear! And trumpets were, and it, it all seemed it all got a little bit too classy for me, so I yeah. had to I had to leave and get back to you know the rock and roll guitars. Um, what else did I see that I liked? Um, Shall we talk about some other acoustics? Yes. Oh wait, you didn't meet. Yeah, I guess we could talk about the other people you meet before we go on to that. 
I didn't meet Ed Sheeran, if that's right. what you're trying to yes, lead on to. No, I didn't meet Ed Sheeran, but actually, that so th- this Loudon thing, I think, is really interesting to well, talk about. Why don't we segue into the news first, and then I'm, we'll do a full okay. rundown of This is all, all kind of an all, all bit of a... Well, this all is who Jay met. This is Jay's experience of Nam. Fine, fine. Here's the jingle. News. Right, now we've had the jingle... Let's talk about Loudon. I agree. The jingles are stupid and we shouldn't do them anymore, right. Joe. That's yeah. what you're saying there, right? No, Ooh, that's, that's not what I was phone. saying. Airplane Sorry, it's on silent now. It right. is on airplane. It's just I've got Wi-Fi on as well. Oh, okay. Um, right, so this Loudon thing I think is really interesting and something for us to talk about. So yeah. it was announced on the first day of NAM that Ed Sheeran was bringing out his own range of acoustic guitars under the Sheeran name. And we were talking about this over breakfast um, just before we head to the show. And I, my basic uh, opinion on it was, this is a bit of a shame because those Martin guitars have been really good. And basically it looks like what Ed Sheeran has done is he's worked out that he people are buying the guitars because it's him and not because they're Martins and really good guitars. He's doing a bit of an abassi. And what he's going to do is he's just going to, he's just found a company in China who's going to make uh, Sheeran branded guitars and they're not going to be very good, but he's going to make loads of money on it. And let me tell you, I could not have been more wrong about all of it. Because it's not China. It's Northern Ireland, yeah. right? So the guitars are built in Northern Ireland in the same place where all the other louder guitars are built. Yeah. Um, they are about $900, I think is right. the, the price that they they said. So this, they're more expensive than the uh, LX1Es, yeah. but it's, you know, it's still a, a fantastic. Uh, it's still not like bank-breaking money, no. basically. And they're losing the guff. Is that right? They're losing the the weird logos that he has on. Well, his. the weird the weird logos they came later, didn't they? They weren't on the. No, they're on all of them. Were they? Okay, yeah, right. it's always but the logo of whatever album he's releasing at that time. I guess the point of those is to differentiate them from just a standard LX one because they course. were basically yes. an LX one. Yes, I guess you. I guess you. You're right in in that in that state. But these these actually looked very tasteful. Yeah, they they were. So and the, the story was really interesting. And I I so we were speaking with we actually got passed around the houses at Loudon, talking to people from all parts of their basically family because it's it's like a family run company oh, cool. so we started off by talking with what the guy who's the, the the sales manager and and one of the one of the top luthiers there uh and then uh went over to talking to uh one of the other guys whose job i'm not sure what he did but he basically had done everything during his time there then was then we started talking to uh george loudon's son whose name i think was johnny I think, uh, but yeah, basically talked to everyone and they were so lovely and that they actually said, look, look, and they, they knew we worked for Fender because I was there with the, the Fender guys and they were like, look, if you guys want to come over, if you're ever in, if you're ever in, in the area, if you want to come and get a tour of the factory, you're more than welcome. They were, they were so, so lovely. But, but anyway, the, I, I think it's okay for me to tell this story. I'm sure it's no problem. Basically what they said was Snow Patrol, who are Loudon artists, right. had said to Loudon, can you make um, a guitar for Ed Sheeran? We want to give him a gift. Can you make a small, smaller guitar like his Martin? And they said, yep, yeah, no problem. They made it, took it to Ed Sheeran, and uh, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. And he said, this is amazing. I'd like to buy a load more, please. Can you make me a load more? And, uh, and he bought a load more guitars off of them. And then somewhere down the line, they ended up saying, well, look, why don't we, you know, 
make something of this. Why don't we carry on? Let's let's see what happens. And so they they the whole thing has been kind of a joint venture between Loudon and quite and remarkable Sheeran. to see probably the biggest acoustic artist in the world leave the biggest acoustic so, yeah. company. So not only that, but the fact that it was able to the whole thing was kept it, no information leaked whatsoever, nothing yeah. at all. And on the first day of NAM, on the no, on the Wednesday, the day before, uh, so it was a, yeah, because it was the same night as the custom shop event. Right. Loudon had invited all of their UK dealers to an event, and they said, "Look, we've got something a bit special going on. We've got a, a launch night going, just a bit of a party. Would you like to come along?" And so, uh, all, you know, a lot of the big guitar, sort of, you know, all the the big Loudon dealers were there. I know that Peach were there, and I think maybe Guitar Guitar. There was a, there was a couple of the ones who've got like quite big social media presence and basically they they came out sorry that wasn't a cuss joe that, that really wasn't a cuss joe wasn't there that, <laughs> that really wasn't a cuss i say that because it ended up the, the photos ended up going a bit viral yeah. that's that's what i mean um but yeah they they said oh you know we can have this can have this launch night do you want to come check it out and they they didn't tell anyone what's going on and they had a, a little video that played. There was, you know, drinks and that. Got everyone to sit down. They played a video showing off all of the, all of the, you know, the history of Loudon. And then it kind of stepped up a notch. And then there was a, a flash of a picture. And it's like, oh, was that was a ginger fella? What's going on there? And then like, you know, the guitar come out. And, and then Ed Sheeran walks out. Ed Sheeran himself <laughs> walks out playing a guitar and plays a bunch of songs. And then they they just stopped and they they talked about the fact that they were launching a new series and yeah he was there to celebrate it and apparently he is absolutely incredible. I wish they called them Loudons though. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense I think because the Loudons, the rest of the Loudon, the most of the Loudon catalog is pretty expensive. Right. You know, it's, what's the what's so what's the price point on these? They're, I think they're nine hundred dollars, was what they said. Okay, so not like ridiculous money. No, 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 not at all. So it was, uh, it, it seems really interesting and, and and a cool partnership. So I, I'm really excited to see what happens with this. I think it's uh, it's cool and uh, yeah, by by all by all uh, by all accounts, he he's really nice and yeah. you know it's not ju- it's really refreshing to see people not just you know going down, not going for the lowest possible denominator but what i think will also be interesting is to see whether loudon can cope with the demand cope with the demand i mean the price points higher which which and and a a lot of ed sheeran fans will probably have already bought an lx1 that's true but there's not many you know it's basically a custom shop there's not many of them that work there yeah yeah uh, that's going to be the difference in the guitars isn't it yeah so yeah we'll we'll see what happens with that but it was it was really cool really interesting and uh yeah they were obviously so um, excited about the whole thing and really, really, um, just, just really, really, yeah, just really excited to be involved in that project. It was, it cool. was, it was cool to see him, see him get so excited by it. Super cool. Now, just to give you a, you know, a, a slight rest because I appreciate we're, Ooh, we're relying on you for sort yeah, of hundred cool. percent of You're the information. Oh man in the field. Um, yes. We, we, I think we should talk about one of the other really cool, um, releases, uh, from Nam Marshall, have announced their new sto- uh, studio series, Mark yeah. Beckham. Oh, are you going to yeah. jump in and talk no, yeah, about yeah, this? Yeah, well, yeah. I can, I can yeah, jump yeah, in and talk about this as well. Why don't I give you, the, you say what the they deets, are, yeah. and then uh, so uh, you know we've we've had a bit of a kind of love hate relationship with recent Marshall releases on yeah. this podcast. In that I think you know we have always. 
felt like, you know, we love Marshall and, you know, I've talked a lot about DSL 50 being probably my favourite amp of all time. Yeah. Um, but in recent years, I think we've all been a little bit underwhelmed by things that Marshall have done. You know, we didn't particularly get on with the Code series. Um, and... I just think, you know, when we talk about amps that we're excited about, Marshall don't often come into the conversation. But um, they've obviously been listening to this very podcast because this year at NAMM they've upped the game by announcing the Studio Series. Um, So six amplifiers based on classics from Marshall's past. Although Um, although one of them, or two of them, if if we count the combo and head as separate, is part of an existing lineup. It's just being rebadged. Yeah, sure, sure. So so they all now belong in the Studio series. So what you've got is the um, Studio Classic, um, which is based on JCM800. You've got head and uh, combo options. And what makes them different from the JCM? Uh, They are 20 watts. Um, so they're nice and small. Um, is that not the only difference? Uh, well, yes, and the combo's got a 10-inch speaker. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, th- those are the two main ones. That's, yeah. what, that's what I meant. Is is like that's right. what you know. It's based on the JCM, but yes, that's what the fundamental thing about the studio line is that they are 20 watts, which is what everyone wants in a gigging amp at the moment. And the combo is a, is actually a 10-inch speaker, but really interesting. They talk about the 10-inch speaker as uh, they they blind tested. And and chose this. Oh wow! Expecting to choose a twelve. So whilst right. you know people might be like, no, oh, it's not yeah. a twelve inch speaker. They they would have if it had sounded better. But on the, a blind test, they chose the ten. That kind of makes sense because uh, particularly on the eight hundred, I listened to the demos and the drive sound sounded really focused, really punchy. Well, that's what they said. It was that yeah. the, the ten inch was capable of replicating more of that sort of four twelve. Yeah. 100 right. watt thing than than a than a single 12 yeah. it also yeah. explains why the clean sounded perhaps a tad brittle on the 800 but right. if you're buying an 800 you're not buying it for the clean are you? yeah you're exactly. buying it for the super drive so um so there's the studio classic sc20 c and h for the cab and head uh, combo and head versions that's based on the 800 there's the studio they do a matching cab for all of these as well oh do they okay so, well there's a there's a one by 12 the, the cab, cab i think is a 12 and then there's yeah, it the says a one by 12 cab or there's a uh, vertical two by 12 yes Yes, there is. You're Which right. looks really classy, by the Indeed. way, especially in the vintage. Sorry to jump ahead, but especially in the vintage range. Yeah, um, they are also. There's also a 412 available as well. Um, so, uh, so in the middle, yeah, you've got the Studio Vintage SV20C and uh, SV20H, based on a um, 59 Super Lead Plexi. So yeah. more of a kind the of best one, as the name suggests, Plexi. Uh, sorry, as the name suggests, more vintage. Um, I had a list of the demos. This is the one that impressed me the most. I yeah. think. Oh, this is who doesn't want? Who hasn't been absolutely gagging for a twenty watt plexi forever? Yeah, um, this sounded fantastic. So this was primarily what Dan Hawkins was there to demo, and I mean he's he's just the perfect guitar player for that because it's that kind of you know. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Classic 60s rock sound. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it sounded great. It sounded really good. I went in there kind of expecting it to be like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it, it sounded it sounded quality, really, really good. Um, and then, yeah, rounding out the series, you've got the uh, Studio Jubilee 25, two, uh, 2525C or 2525H. Which already existed. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that's, that's they've just pulled... They've, they've tested built, the water with that they've one. Bu- yeah, pulled that series all together, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's now called the Studio Jubilee when it was called, what, the Mini Jubilee before yeah, or something? something? Like yeah, that. maybe. Um, really cool. All of them have got pretty useful attenuation on them as well. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, you've got uh, 20 watts down to... Do you know, I don't have the spec here actually, but um, they drop down in volume. Yeah, in something very output. usable. I can't down remember to exactly. One what it is. half, I think. Is something yeah. is something is something usable, and I can't remember if there's some. There's either like a USB out or a direct out. One of yeah, those I think there's a direct out. I don't think for... it's USB. I think it's direct right. out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I am going to listen to the SV20C because I'm looking for a new amp for home. So. I mean, I, th- I think these are absolutely on the Might money. Still Fantastic. be too loud. Might still be too loud. Uh, they're okay money as well. I can't remember exactly. Um, I've only got the dollar price here. They're coming in at about fourteen hundred dollars, fourteen nine nine dollars for the uh, for the combos. So it is on the expensive side side of a twenty watt amp, but still more affordable and more giggable than uh, buying a 59 Super League. Uh, definitely. Another thing that, that Marshall had on display that wasn't really NAM news but was very cool was they had maybe five or six or seven amps that were designed specifically for the show and they were like really weird kind of experimental pieces right. that they had brought along to uh, and invited people to... Uh, uh, to a blind auction basically and all the money was going to go to some sort of charity i don't right. know what but um these amps were all like really really mad they were kind of um uh like weird 60s avant-garde architecture or um what's uh what's the um down at brighton there's that what's that style of art that's like Art Deco? Art Deco, yeah, exactly. It was all like weird Art Deco stuff. Wow. Really, really weird. I, I don't think I've got any pictures, but there was some totally bonkers stuff there. And I was like, oh, you know, what was the deal with this? Was it, you know, and they, they made it all in-house. Um, and it was, yeah, literally, just, and I said, like, oh, is this done as a kind of showcase to show what the custom shop can do? And they were like, <laughs> I mean, we'll have a go, but like... These are they, for this. They won't be very happy thing. if you ask them to make another right. one of these. But <laughs> it was, it was, it was cool. And yeah, like I say, all the money went to charity, and it was, was great. Yeah, it was, oh, it was, wicked. it was, re- it was very, very cool, neat little. And and I said, well, you know, how, what's going on here? Are they one ten or are they two forty? And it, they were like, yeah, well, they are one ten because we're in America. But if we, a, we could sort it, out. if a British dealer won these, then you know we would 
swap them to make it 240 you know right. it's fine so so yeah it was it marshall was marshall was cool it was a, it was a good booth it was oh, good wow, booth. sweet excellent glad to see marshall firing on all cylinders oh we... and i know that you sorry to jump in ahead no, here but it. just talking about the you know the the big brands i know that you talked about gibson in last week's patreon yeah but i went to their booth as well and it was honestly it was chocker there were so oh. many people there and loads of guitars loads yeah. of guitars and the fact that jc curley himself made an appearance and everything I yeah that's really cool yeah 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 so there was there was loads of guitars there you could try anything you wanted so they had everything from the uh the you know the custom shop historic range through to kind of experimental um 335s and all the epiphones so like the lizzie hale which i hadn't seen yeah. Uh, until then, they had a load of uh, Steinbergers as well, which was a load of Steinbergers and Kramers, which yeah, I thought that's was mad. some cool-looking Kramers there. Yeah, um, so that that was all really weird. I, yeah, I mean, it, it it all looked great. It was a fantastic range of guitars. I'm very, very excited about the rest of this year. So what was, what was interesting was the way they laid out their booth was basically when you walked in, you got a punch card, you got like a time card. Right. And they had five or six different stations where you would go around and they had someone who was an expert in each field of making a guitar who taught you through the different processes involved in building building a guitar and when when you finished talking to them when you finished like watching their presentation you got a uh, they they stamped your card so you could never go and bother them again well yeah that was it no so at and at, at the end once you'd seen all five or six uh or five or six demos you then would go back hand in your card and then one person would win a guitar oh nice so a really good way of doing it and i i mean i didn't have time i didn't have time to do the whole thing of course but i uh, i saw there was someone there talking about winding pickups and i i found that quite interesting so i went there and he had a pickup winding machine and he just wound us wound a p90 in front of us and uh it was really 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 interesting and he That's said that cool. you know the it was even since the 40s it's all been kind of automatic it's that it's not someone's not had to sit there and count you know 9,944 9,445 you know it's it's there's a machine that that sort of ticks it over and counts yeah. it um but they you know someone has to watch it to make sure it's all and make sure it's even because the machine can't properly do it and it's really fascinating very very but cool. I, honestly the booth was just rammed yeah i think and i think they could have done with having a fewer guitars there and i realized that people will say well that's not the point the point is to go there and try stuff but it's just it was overwhelming yeah there were so many people and it might just be the time that i went but it was it was bonkers wow. absolutely bonkers you just couldn't move good to see them back totally so totally. easy all the things that we said they should do they're doing and it seems to be working out i so. mean yeah what, can you, what, can, what more can you ask we should yeah. talk about some effects pedals because there have been a lot of cool yes. effects pedals um, Jay, why don't you start us off with Fender's uh, Fender's new? Yeah, editions. we haven't even start. I mean, could do a whole podcast on. I mean, we on... literally could. Fender have, have maybe released what might be my favourite effect of two thousand. Oh, I just mean like with everything else that Fender have released. But I'm yeah. um, talking about the effects pedals. So there's there was six released at NAM last year, further three released at Summer NAM, and then another six that were released. This this week at Nam. This is now a massive lineup. Is this like the biggest effects lineup Fender have ever had? Yeah, most yeah, yeah. absolutely, effects. absolutely. It is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the the out of the the pedals that were released this week, there were you're going to test test me now because I'm this is this is my job now actually talking <laughs> about this stuff. So the Downtown Express, which is a uh, all in one 
uh, kind of fly rig base solution. So overdrive. Oh, that's a base one, is it? It is a base one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So overdrive compression and e- separate sw- switches for overdrive compression eq and then a mute i don't know what the yeah okay fine what what gone i don't know why you'd want a mute like most people have a tuner for that but yeah. what if you don't yeah, yeah. Uh, who doesn't i mean some people some mute? well a lot of people if you're using that kind of all-in-one if it's like an all-in-one fly rig solution it's there so. so that you know you can just quickly mute it and yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so what's really interesting with it, there's a couple of neat little features. You can swap the position of the compression and the drive. So swap the routing of those. That's cool. Uh, also, there's a direct out, so you can just go straight to the PA, but you can choose where in the chain the direct out is. So you can have it come in before the effects or just before the EQ. So if you just want to send your EQ to your amp, and have the you know the um the, just the compressor and the drive going through to the the ha- the front of the house. I th- and I thought that was really really neat. Yeah. Uh yeah, really really cool all in one uh kind of fly rig solution. And the biggest pedal. And the the biggest one out of the out of the lot. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the only one that takes away that Four moves away from switch. that kind of big that that kind of standard form factor that we've yeah that we've put together. So there's that. There's uh three. Uh, so. Uh, Let's go in reverse order, and we'll talk about the modulations last because that's what that's what Joe's chomping at the bit about. So there's a new drive pedal, which is the uh, MTG Distortion, the which has got a tube distortion. Yeah, so it's got a uh, 6205 micro um, NOS tube actually in there to give you a bit of that kind of like gritty distortion that you get from amps blah 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 uh it's got a built-in boost it does have a built-in boost uh and you can use the boost either as a just a signal boost or you can use it to boost the gain depending on how you set it up so you can get kind of like a two-channel gain out of it uh co-designed by bruce eggnator so really that's interesting yeah 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 so he in the same way that the and actually the uh, the base station, as well as one of the, as well as the Santorana, one, so one of the pedals that was launched last year, were designed by, co-designed by Alex Aguilar. So, oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so th- so this is is co-designed by Bruce Egnator, which is really cool. Cool. Because uh, yeah, I don't really know that Egnator are doing a huge amount at the moment. Uh, yeah, I don't know actually. Don't know. I didn't see anything come out of Nam. So no. who knows? Well, he's been probably because he's been locked in a in a in a dungeon in Corona. Yeah, finishing off this uh, this the, the MTG. So there was that, and then three new modulation pedals. So um, a chorus, which is the bubbler, the uh, lost highway phaser, and the pinwheel, which is a spinning speaker emulator. Yes. The pinwheel is what I am excited about. So all three of these are set up fairly similar in that you have got uh, two rates and two depths yeah fit, and you're able to switch between With a second foot switch uh, which is exactly what i want from a rotary absolutely so you're able to switch between the two but as you would on a on a organ but you also have a sensitivity control there uh built in which allows you to automatic you so you can set basically a threshold and depending on how hard you play it will automatically switch oh my from one to the other. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That's so cool. It's Does it have an expression in? It also has an expression in, so that you, if you want to control it with it, with that, you can do that. There's uh, and there's a break. Uh, if you hold down the second on, so only on the uh, only on the, on pinwheel, the pinwheel. 
when you're on the if you hold down the second switch it acts as a break oh, and that will bring so it cool. that will bring it slowly to a complete stop and then you just kick it back in again and it will go back to the slow setting this is really Mate, cool honestly product. the whole the whole uh, the, both those uh, i love the bubbler like I, and mark's such a good fa- name it is a great name mark's favorite uh mark's favorite effect the co- uh, chorus of course love it absolutely I mean, love, love it. the name hate the effect it is it's a great name bubbler chorus really really cool but yeah all three of those are absolutely amazing and then the final pedal that came out is the tree verb uh which believe it or not is a uh tree right it's a overdrive with a real sort of woody tone that's right really really earthy lovely tone uh, Very no, woody. so it's uh it's um a tremolo on one side and a reverb on the other side so on the tremolo side you've got three different uh effects you can choose from same on the reverb and you can switch the order if you want to do that right um the only big difference between those and the previous range of effects is actually none of them can take a battery. So they don't have that flip down battery compartment. Right. They're all super thirsty. Okay. Really, really thirsty. So Just the like everyone at the end of a day at NAM. Oh yeah, like me now actually yeah. also. But the so the um the uh the uh, downtown express and the tree verb are like 310 milliamps or something right and then the uh the modulation effects are all like 200 or something so it's it, they're re- so there was just no point in putting a battery in there just because it's like yeah it would just drain it immediately so yeah re- really cool and it was it was really cool being on the booth and seeing people come up and kind of expect the pedals to be underwhelming because that's the, that's still the uphill battle that, that Fender is facing due to the last couple of batches of pedals being kind of underwhelming. Not not of this series. Not of this series, but, you know, pedals from... The competition series. The competition series that came out, you know, 10 years ago and the uh, the OEM stuff that came out. It's just, it was all just a bit pony. Yeah. And this stuff is all designed in-house by uh, this guy, Stan Cote, who has been a, a designer at Fender for a really long time. And uh, he, yeah, he's just, he's kind of doing it in his spare time, like around his other jobs. And uh, it, just what's coming out is amazing. It's really, really amazing. So speaking about reverb. What... Hello, I work for reverb. Well, oh, no, no, that was... <laughs> I wasn't at all the segue. Okay, fine. I, I don't know what you're going to ask me to talk I about. You're gonna, looking at me. No, I was going to talk about something. Can quickly. I talk about something before we go off? Well, no, I, there's this you're ruining my segue. Right, well, do your thing. There's something I really want to talk about before we yeah, go. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we finish that afterwards. The hour. Yeah, it's fine. We're going to run a little bit over with this. It's the Nam special, uh, the post Nam special. Anyway, speaking of reverb, do you know what makes a really good reverb sound? Um. Spring. Yes. What if... Oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Anna Sounds have actually released oh, reverb yeah. springs for your pedal board. This They've is released incredible. It in, so Anna Sounds are a French effects company. We've spoken about them quite a bit in the past. They're the often bamboo-topped, sort of wooden-looking, very, very stylish, chic, modern-looking um, pedals, uh, all sort of with laser etching designs on them. They have introduced three different sizes of pedal board reverb tanks springs this is bonkers plus great yeah it's fantastic so they've uh released le bon le brut and le truand uh, <laughs> excuse me that's what they are le right. bon le brut and le truand the uh, le bon is the smallest one um which uh, is is kind of almost a fixed pedal size so you can keep that on top of your um, pedal board is it's roughly the same size. Uh, the Le Brut is their medium-sized one, 
which apparently is is able to is is really cool and, and can be a bit crazier because of its longer side size. You can still fit it. They recommend maybe at the top at the back of the pedal board, but a long you know long ways. Uh, and then they have the Latrion, which is completely massive. I don't know quite what you'd do with it unless set, you had set it on like top a, of your amp, surely. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's what you do. And apparently that one's that one's capable of absolute madness. But um, we're getting one. They're sending one over for us. Nice. Um, what did you? What did you the go medium for? Medium size one. I think that's best for people listening to this podcast. That's probably best, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Because the the short one, you kind of know what it's probably going to do. The yeah. medium one, you could still fit on your board and create some reverb wackiness yeah. Yeah. the big one probably most Just people aren't going to use super that. unwieldy yeah. yeah exactly it would still be super cool but but yeah i think the medium one's a good example of of, of everything but um you know we're still yet to hear them they uh, alexander announced them at at nam and had them there but um i don't think alexander you mean that's his name oh i thought yeah okay sorry, fine, that makes from sense. anna sounds but I uh, you meant alexander pedals all oh, right now you're talking about the wrong company <laughs> uh yeah they they, uh, they announced these at nam but i don't think jay you didn't have a chance to pop over to anna sounds no i did not no no no. i was i was so busy and i the the only time really i had any chance to to do any running around was on the sunday and i just there was so much to do Okay, yeah, but we'll um we will check them out. They should be here in like a week or two, so nice. we'll we'll get back to you on that. Um, but yeah, anasounds if you want to check out the pedals in the meantime, listener, they look super duper cool. Uh, Mark Packham, uh, you want to talk about something that's going to interrupt our sort of uh, effects pedals? Yeah, I want to talk about some guitars actually. Right, okay. um, probably the best guitar released at NAM this year. Um, so we've talked in the past about how good Reverend guitars are. Oh, um, how did I know? Do you know what? I was actually going to remove this from the list because no, I was like, it's so oh, good I though. I was looking at the list, looking at the time, and I was like, wow, all the other stuff is more interesting no, than this. I no, nearly deleted no, it. No, no, no. Go on then. Go wrong. on then wrong um so we've talked uh, about how good reverend guitars are how well they're made uh, the what they offer um and generally how good the setups are we talked about the billy corgan guitar being a fantastic playing guitar yeah even if it wasn't to everyone's taste um it you know for me playability wise is up there with some custom shop guitars that i've tried but they're all under a grand um so brand new guitars from reverend this year um the first one well two signature models and a new take on one of their existing models um the first one is the Greg Koch uh, signature model um the gristle master so what this is is uh, kind of a telly style this, this guitar, is a real I guess. move away from the reverend shape yeah yeah so they've, they've done two things with telly style guitars this year the first one is the greg cox signature which is a telly shaped guitar but with that kind of almost firebird-esque ridge down mm. the middle it's, it's got a lot of real sort of early 50s or sort of the the late the like 49 telly prototype Exactly look that. to it. Yeah. It reminds me a bit of the Cabronita style scratch. Definitely. Plate. They've sort of, yeah, mashed in uh, kind of yeah, early telly prototype stuff, like snakehead telly stuff. Um, they've mashed in Thunderbird. Obviously, they've got, you know, the baked maple that you get um, necks and, and board uh, that you get on Reverend Guitars. Um, it's a Carina body, believe it or not. So it's potentially a bit darker oh, right, than right. Your, well. your standard telly sound. Um, I think it is super, super cool. They're it's offering- great. They're offering it in some like kind of retro colours. Yeah, so you've what got... are the colours? The only one I've seen is the red, which it, I, I normally like that sort of red, but it, it was maybe a bit much. Wow red, I believe, is the colour right. that you're talking wow about. Wow red, and really? It's like, that's a real postbox red. It took completely or, that. Or for Americans, a real... Uh, oh, God. I don't know what the American alternative of postbox red is. Uh, London uh, bus red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, roughly It's not that. Um, so you've got um, wow red, 
Pow Yellow, which Ooh. is like a butterscotch uh, kind of see-through to the grain. Now, that's much nicer. That's much more tasteful. Traditional I disagree. I think the red style. looks better. You like the red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in the middle, Blucifer, which is basically a kind of Daphne Blue style. It's a bit more duck eggy, or am I just seeing your computer at an angle? Uh, you're seeing it at an angle. Um, but they're all top-bound, so you've got uh, yeah, top bound, binding on the front, no binding on the back. Um, but the back and sides are matching because uh, that's one thing that I, I've not really liked on some of the um, some of the Reverend guitars where they do like they did a telly shape before and I can't remember it was a signature model for someone I think the Pete Anderson signature that was like sparkle top but then natural back and sides and it just looked a bit funky for my taste looked a bit weird um, whereas these are matching um, so. This looks incredible. This I, looks fantastic. What sort of money are they coming in? Don't at? know yet. I haven't got that here. Because if this is affordable, then I, I really think this is a gorgeous. Like, if you want a Telecaster that's got something different, and you you know you're partial to your retro fifties styling, I think this is. We, we, you know it's going to be extraordinarily high quality. They are twelve nine nine, so they're a little oh, bit more expensive damn. than the is that G- the reference range. That's BP. GBP. That's pound notes. Um, but if you're a telly fan, and I'm guessing you don't want to spend, if you don't want to spend that much, um, I need to confirm the price on this one. But they have released the Trick Shot, which is um, on the regular Charger body shape, which is the you know the shape that they use for most of the reference guitars. Um, it's you know very similar to the, you know, the guitars like the Buckshot that they've done in the past, but it's all exact kind of telly spec. So you've got telly pickup bridge and neck, you've got a Fender style telly bridge, like a modern style telly bridge, um, but you still get all the things that are great about Reverend guitars. So you still get the um, bait, ma- bait maple neck, um, and you get their bass contour. It's kind of like a uh, d- very deluxe telly you know very modern right. features on a telly style guitar um, again Karina body so might give you a slightly different sound to your regular um, regular telly I'm just having a look to see if I can find colours on that let's have a look is the trick shot on the website yet doesn't look oh yes it is trick shot okay so we've got colour wise natural which is the butterscotch blonde metallic alpine uh, which is a green, like a light green metallic, yeah. uh, and then uh, burnt brick, which is a metallic red. Really cool guitars. I mean, that, you know, it's 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 kind of to be honest, that one is a bit more of the same from uh, from Reverend, but still sort of they're 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 punting out fantastic quality with you know unique enough classic looking body shapes. That if you're looking for something different, I think. Well, the thing cool. is, for me, what they haven't done before is. They haven't had, and why I've kind of held off buying one despite talking about buying a Reverend for a while is they've not actually done a tele spec guitar. So they've never done a guitar with two tele pickups in right. it. And the guitars that they've done that are close to that, so things like the Buckshot, which have been tele bridge and Gretsch style in the neck, have been um, tunematic tailpieces. So this is the first one that they've done uh, with two tele pickups. With a telly bridge. That's cool. So if you're looking for an alternative to a telly, um, I'm just going to check pricing. Right, well, whilst you do that, because we are coming up to the end. There's one more guitar I really want to talk about. Uh, um, 729, right. by the way. Um, oh, and it will be okay. very, I suspect, that's some stiff competition for other tellies that are out, out there at a similar price. Um, but we'll try and get one so we can we can test it. The last guitar they released um, is another signature model. This is the, and um, let me just find the guy's name, uh, Rick Vito. Um, 
I think you'll be into this, Joe, because it's very much along the line of the kind of retro guitars that you like from like Echo yeah. and um, yeah. I'm, that, I'm that into kind this. of strange 60s guitar. So this is very cool. This is like a, a kind of Les Paul style, but it looks like a kind of catalogue guitar kind of vibe. Uh-huh. Um, and it's Perloid Top, which is always interesting. Um, gives it that kind of, again... Do you remember you know, Italia? It looks it like an Italia. Italia, absolutely that. So, the body shape reminds me of that as well because it's sort of a, a Les Paul shape, but with the with the lower horn being very minimal. Yes, indeed. Um, so Bigsby Trem um, pickups on there look really odd. Um, so pair of humbuckers. It doesn't actually say what they are, but they don't look like traditional humbuckers. They they've got a kind of strange design on them, but very much what people would used to call a singer's guitar, uh, in that it's very flashy. Uh you've got like checkerboard binding as well. Yeah. So yeah, um very much like those kind of echo and guitars and stuff like that. Uh, and I think that's cool. Do you know what, Reverend for me, they're just releasing stuff that you know is going to be good quality. Whereas in the past something like Italia you know, always looked kind of cool, but the, for me, the playability was never there. Um, Reverend are coming in and doing some odd stuff, but you know the playability is going to be absolutely top-notch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they are super cool. There are a couple more things I do want to get in before we uh, um, before we move over onto our Patreon episode. Jay, I would, I'd, I'd love to know more about the Ibanez Tube Screamers, their collaboration with Vemerum. Okay, well... Um, I didn't get a chance to look at any of that oh, whilst, no. I was, whilst I was away, so uh, oh, I don't, that... I'm afraid I can't talk to you about it. No, okay, fine. Well, I tell you what, I'll uh, I'll talk about those over on the uh, on the Patreon episode of uh, the Guitar Nerds podcast. Do you think we should just before we go talk a little bit about the Acoustasonic? Is that the what you're, you're hesitating over? That is exactly... Well, I, I, I almost called it what I've called it in our document and I realised I, sh- I shouldn't call it that. Probably not. Yeah. No, no, no. Probably not. <laughs> Why don't you tell about this innovative idea from Fen- Fender? Okay, so the Acoustasonic, the American Acoustasonic Telecaster... Ryan uh, thinks it looks like pancakes. Ryan does think it looks like pancakes. So um, I, I showed... So Ryan from uh, 60 Cycle Hum was one of the first people to see this and also one of the first people to get a video up about this guitar and yeah his video just consists of him saying it looks like pancakes and then showing a picture of pancakes rolling past a promo image of the guitar and uh, i showed that to a couple of people who work at fender and everyone thought it was everyone thought it was funny so it's you know it's, <laughs> and that's why jay's been fired all, all they're like pu- you know this guy don't you you're fired all publicity is good publicity right sure uh, um anyway uh, so I, I think there would be so the American Acoustasonic Telecaster is basically a Corona made so it's made in the Corona factory uh, it's got its own kind of separate area where they where they make it and what it is is it's a uh, it's a, a small bodied acoustic guitar that looks like a telly kind of it's got that kind of quirky um, cutaway there uh, with both a mixture of acoustic and electric um, pickups in it. Right. And you're able to blend between them and uh, it's all like extremely innovative. Dang, I, t- I tell you what, in all seriousness, to do it justice, we should get Danny G back yeah, on we to should. talk about it. Because he spent literally an entire week doing nothing but talking about this when, guitar. When I saw this guitar, it did remind me very much of a similar sort of thing that another company... 
um, made. And right. would I be right in thinking it's the same designer behind the Taylor T5? T5. Yeah, so Brian Swerdeferger, he was one of the designers uh, at Taylor, and he now works for Fender. And yeah, he, he, has, he basically designed both guitars. Uh, and it's... Why um, isn't this called the Fender Swerdeferger? I, I mean that would have been a that would have been a cool. It's an absolutely fantastic name. So uh, yeah, it's 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 mad. It's mad. Like uh, when I was really skeptical of it uh, because I thought, okay, well this is kind of a bit of a. They've done this before. This is like this is when I first I was like, mm, okay, we'll see. But then honestly, when when it pl- when I plugged it in when we first got one in, which was a couple of months ago, maybe three months ago. We remember the sort of people that bought Telacoustics. Well, exactly. But when, the first time I plugged it in, I honestly, I was or like... Worse, Stratacoustics. Stratacoustics. I was like, oh, this is actually very, very good. Right. It's, it's, it's really genuinely it's surprising how good it is. very well. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I tell you what, I think we were kind of... We, we thought, well, this is going to go one of two ways. This is either going to be... a absolutely incredible of course it's having mixed feedback at the price it is totally but in general i think that it's been overwhelmingly positive it's taken us it's definitely taken us by surprise how positive it's been uh we have we've like oversold what we expected to and because it's because it's made in the um in the corona factory there's the capacity for building them is is like they can only make a certain amount a day. Yeah, it's not very many, and um, I I just I couldn't believe the reception it had. Like that Andersons video. So Andersons were the first people to do a video on it. Right. It that Andersons video had a quarter of a million views wow. in two days. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's unbelievable how how like across the spectrum how well received this has been. Um, and not only that, there were so there's there's five models that are the kind of you know quote unquote hero colors of the of the of, you know that that are on display but at nam there were also some kind of like other like other sort of showcase pieces that were showing off well this is what potentially we can do um and there were people saying like yeah i want that one with the american flag on it can i buy that and it was like well i saw that yeah yeah it was like well no it's kind of just that's there to to show off what we can do at some point and people were like no I want to buy it right now. Let me buy it, and it's like, oh, okay. So, so I, I think it's it's certainly it, it had the reception that um, had more than the reception that was that was desired of it. And uh, yeah, like I say, we should we should get Danny G on here. Maybe if there's a if there's a day that Matt can't make it or something, because I don't think Matt's back next week. He's so not. Well, let's say uh, we'll give we'll Dan give DG he a, a, he, a chance. He, he's been do. he's been a, a real champion of it um, since since it was first announced, and it's um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's a really interesting product, and honestly, it's taken me by surprise at just how popular it's been. Yeah. Um, so yeah, excited to see what happens with it. Cool, sweet. Well, that is it for us here on the regular episode of the guitar nerds podcast we'll be continuing over on our patreon where uh oh God, so much we didn't get around to talking i know about. which and then that's what we're going to talk about on our patreon i would like to talk about um the the new squire classic vibe some really interesting yep. models there we'll be talking Could about something that isn't fender <laughs> yes we will also do that we're going to be talking about equits guitars we're going to be talking about t1 equits you mean yeah yeah that's what i said yeah okay um, we'll be talking about T1 picks. We're going to be talking about Chase Bliss and Chase Bliss's collaboration with Knobs on their new blooper. We're going to talk about Strymon, and um, and we're also going to spend some time looking through the uh, the new well the new the selection of guitars uh, owned by Dave Gilmore that are 
on auction currently on the Christie's website. Mm. So, uh, yes, join us over on the Patreon for that, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the podcast. $1 gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 gets you the Patreon episode and Branton's Brands, plus loads of other mini-series. And at $10, uh, you become an executive producer and... You get your name read out in by me. Well, is it one breath anymore? I mean, we've I, I've failed now. I'm listen, out. Listen, listen. I think this is what they paid. This for. is a cop out. And how is I, it a cop out? So we were I doing actually, it until I believe lost. it or not, I actually listened to last week's podcast because I was away and I had nothing better to do at one point. Yeah. And you said at the end, oh, I tried to read out everyone who has ever been a top tier backer. Which, yeah. first of all. First of all, I disagree with because those people have made their choice and they have <laughs> decided that they don't want their name read out anymore. And so therefore you shouldn't have been reading their name out. And secondly, I don't agree. With, of course, you were never going to make that. So I think you set that up for yourself to fail right. so that you wouldn't have to carry on. So so you want me to carry on? Yes. That's correct. Are we okay, ready? Fine. Um, I, don't, I haven't got a song for this week. On. I've got one. Uh, I've got one. Okay, Jay, he's loading something up on his phone. It's a thing. He's looking at stuff. This is a man looks at his phone on the internet while another man Wait. talks about it. It's coming. He's thinking about it. What's the song? Ah, uh, there's an ad. Oh, there's an ad. This is um, all this going. Is, this is incredibly wrong. I'm just going to okay, start. Wait, you ready? Wait. Wait. He's thinking about it. Don't turn the podcast it looks off. Like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Sherman, Adam Royce Chris, Adrian D, Andrew Goody, Andy McKenzie, Blair Toms, Brad Page, Carlos Manta, Christoph Rapsit, Christopher Wood Cumperson, Christopher Lawson, Colin Anderson, Dave Lee, Derek Witt, DJ Marcos, Duncan Watson, Emery James Baker, Ernie Cooper, Hans Arms, Jake Gray, Jamie Kemp, Juan Carrier, Ken Sayers, Chris Connors, Laurie Onstis, Martin Cliff, Matt Bonamy, Matt Roberts, Matthew King, Moo Kravit, Nate Nagel, Paul Corrigan, Phil Thompson, Rob Crew, Rod Nordwick, Rob Dodd, Robert Cousins, Robert Smith, Ross Edwards, Scott O'Brien, Scott Sunday, Scott Hamilton, Scott Kennedy, Sean Arbo, Stephen Ant, Steve Markham, Stuart Tate, Blake Wyman, Tucker Everton, Will Clare! So I like how you haven't moved Blake from... Oh, I didn't, yeah. You didn't move... I didn't move him out of the T's. Yes, to the B's. Because tone mob. I need yeah, yeah. to move him. Uh, I'll, I'll adjust that for next week. I also would like to, once again, uh, put forth my dislike of the fact that you've got the names in alphabetical order now. There's no way of getting back the other way. I think we just put them into Google Randomizer. All right, fine. I'll do, I'll Colin do a Anderson random. still comes up last. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Anyway, that's it for us this week. Um... We'll see you next week. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.